we're all protecting you. We have we all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We're not dressed for this. I don't need to be around me like that. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, what a road is. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast on the Butter Pop Network. It's Eddie Estrada here with my co-host, Armin, and we are here back once again for this week in Bravo's Top 5. This is our weekly show where we break down the top five stories in the Bravoverse that happen off screen. We also share our Hot and bravo moment of the week where we tell you what's got us Hot and bravo on our Bravo screens. Our top two stories and our Hot and bravo moment of the week will be exclusively on our Patreon. So if you want those, plus other exciting benefits, please check us out at patreon.com slash hot and bravo. All right, Armin, are you ready to get into the top five stories of the week? I am so ready. Okay, so the first story of the week, we're going to keep it local, kind of, and we're going down to the Orange County OC. As you know, part of Kelly Dodd's story this season on Real Housewives of Orange County is that she's dating Dr. Brian Regan, a plastic surgeon from the OC area. Well, I can tell you that that is over (laughs) because she got broke up with on Instagram literally this week. That is one of the worst ways you can get broken up with. You watch Sex in the City, right? Yes. Okay, spoiler alert. Skip the next 30 seconds if you want to watch and you haven't watched I'm it I'm only yet. on season four, so it might be a spoiler alert for me, but that's fine. Ooh, I can't remember uh, I when spo- this happened. I love spoilers, well, don't Burger worry. breaks up with Carrie over post-it notes. I've seen that episode. Seen that. Yes. Okay, that to me has to be like the worst or one of the worst ways, but via Instagram is really bad. Well, we don't 100% know if this was like they had been talking about this prior, if this is just kind of a surprise, but it seems like it might have been not the time that Kelly was expecting it to happen. And I'll show you why. You also know she was out of town. Yes, she was in Greece. So this is what he posted while she was in Greece. (laughs) It's time to stop. Kelly Dodd and I are no longer dating. I wish her the best. I will not comment further about this personal matter on social media. Dating is easy. Doing so from afar makes it more difficult. So people are inferring that this alludes to her vacationing, her going to Greece, living her hot girl summer, which is fine, but seems like he didn't like this. And Kelly Instagrammed right after. And I have to say, (laughs) the punctuation and writing in this, I'm like, okay, maybe she might have been a little bit drunk in Greece. She was at a wedding. Is it Bieber-esque? It's... Yeah, it's just... It's Bieber just, just doesn't use punctuation. I mean, maybe this is just her punctuation, but it just it, it's weird. But she said, Dr. Brian Reagan's Instagram handle posted that we broke up. I'm deeply saddened and only wish him the best. Good luck. You're a talented surgeon. I loved you deeply. See, at someone, we broke up. <laughs> you know what that... You know what the play is right there? What is it? I still want my free plastic surgery. Yeah, it's like you're a fantastic plastic surgeon. But... Keep it amicable for the free plastic surgery. Well, I got to say, she's really not keeping it amicable because she started going off in the comments. There's more to the story. It's not just the breakup. She wrote, I was used. I'm in the public eye and on a reality show. Hello, a loser. Prayer hands emoji, heart emoji. Ha 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 ha. 
Those were all separate comments, by the way. Like, one after the other. Do you think he used her to get more publicity for his 100%. practice? Yeah. He was trying to get his um, skincare line for divorce, kids, teens of divorced parents line off <laughs> and going. <laughs> and Kelly and Julie were the only way for that to happen for him. Or do you think he was trying to be the next Terry Dubrow? Ugh, no one can be the next Terry Dubrow. Unless you got Terry Dubrow money, you ain't going to be the next Terry Dubrow. Well, he was trying to get the Terry Dubrow money. Um, you think Terry Dubrow was born with Terry Dubrow money? No, but Terry Dubrow worked for the money before he had to use... He didn't even use his wife. He well, had his own practice. Well, but now he has his own show. Yeah, I mean, he did get... But Terry Dubrow's a star. This Brian Reagan looked like a troll bitch that <laughs> crawled out from underneath. Like, literally... I'm not joking. Where He has, like... He looked like he had, like... He a skinny-lipped gap tooth freak. <laughs> I will say, Brian and Kelly were a bit of a mismatch. I mean, even her daughter was like, "You're a gold digger. You're in it for the money." Yeah, I mean, when your own daughter calls you out, and like you're not hiding it well. But look, there were some pros, right? Free plastic surgery. That's pretty much it. Yeah, <laughs> but that's pretty good. That that shit gets expensive. Hey, and Shannon got her face done by him too. Which your friends you know, get free plastic hey, surgery. Hey, if any of my friends want to date an ugly, thin-lipped, gap-toothed troll bitch from the OC, Dr. Reagan is free, and I need you know at least a little bit of skincare work done. So maybe a nose job, maybe a chin reduction. Things the list goes on. And I guess he has non-surgical procedures, right? Where he could fix. Yeah. Up well, your our friend, our whatnot. friend once got the nose, the nose job, non-surgical nose job, where they basically put like filler in your nose and like squeeze it to like form your nose. But it's temporary. You yeah. Well yeah. It's either like a, a three month or like a six month filler. Yeah. But you know, you can date a different plastic surgeon every six months. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a newbie. I want my free my free sample. Thank you. Okay. Let's get to story number four because this one's a little bit weird. Very weird. And it involves our friend from Beverly Hills way back in the day. Yes. Taylor Armstrong. OG friend. So did you, have you heard about this story about what's going on with Taylor Armstrong? Because it doesn't just involve her. Well, I'll let people in a little bit behind the scenes. So Eddie, of course... He hosts this week in Bravo's Top 5. Um, and he also produces it. And he puts together a little cursory outline. And so that way we don't go into it with, Completely <laughs> with zero blind. knowledge. Yeah. So literally all I know about it is your blurb. Okay. That's all I know about it. So I don't know much. So my blurb was basically... And the blurb to me reads like utter nonsense. It, not, not in the way that you wrote it, just in the way that it's like, What? Dog, the bounty hunter, Madison. It's like just all these different people that don't make sense together, but like all in this wild story of like of scamming and, and con artistry. So basically what was happening and Taylor Armstrong was targeted. Doug, the bounty, Doug, dog, the bounty hunter was targeted. Doug, the bounty hunter. Boo, 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 boo. And then we have uh, Madison Hildebrand from Million Dollar Listing, Los Angeles. They were all reached out to by this, um, group in the UAE basically offering them speaking arrangements. So they were like, we'll pay you this X amount for a speaking arrangement and send like a check or a wire. Um, and then after they sent that, they would be like, okay, well we need a $250,000 donation back to the foundation. If you could offer that, um, you know, since we are paying you X amount of money, we would like, you know, also a $250,000 donation as well under your name. But the thing was, was they started looking at the, the wire and the cash checks and they were either not real 
cash checks or <laughs> there was a blurb in the wire saying that they could cancel within five days of the money being accepted. So basically the scam was we give you money, you give us money, we take our money back. So basically it was a scam to get these celebrities thinking that they're talking about something very close to them, give you fake money, you give us money, and then there's no speaking arrangement at all. We're not doing anything and for you. And they just see like the dollar signs like, oh, this is like exactly Arab Emirates money. Mm-hmm. Like, shit, they got a lot of money. This it's is that the oldest Dubai scam. money, honey. It's the oldest fucking scam in the book, though. It is the oldest scam in the book. It's just at a higher scale. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I'm the like, it's like the Nigerian prince, like yes. send me money. But it's like, oh, uh, you're Taylor Armstrong. We want we but want how you to are talk. You falling for it. I with Taylor, no one actually fell for it. All the all three celebrities said that they snuffed it out with okay. their teams and their groups, but they all had been targeted by the same. <laughs> group and they're kind of trying to warn everyone but I felt especially bad for Taylor Armstrong because she was kind of told that she was going to be able to speak on domestic violence which as you know is something very dear to her heart it was basically all of season two of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills yeah was that was her storyline um that was her life it was her life and you know for someone to kind of focus on that and use that as a way to scam someone is really sick so I do feel very upset that she was targeted. The only reason we know she targeted was because she commented on something about Doug the Bounty Hunter and was like, this is me too. <laughs> and then Madison like saw it and was like, to DMZ, oh, me too. Like, it happened to me as well. So. What a group. It's like Bravo Liberties and Dog the Bounty Hunter. It's like all like B-level. Yes. Like well, Bravo. B-le- B-level. B-level generous. Bravo Liberties. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the B-level of the Bravo Liberties. Reality stars. Yeah. Reality star B-level. Yeah. You know, where it's like a known person, but it's not like a Stassi Schroeder who's like on your screens every week. It's like mm-hmm. Dog the Bounty Hunter who's like, he has some pull, but like he's not like the upper A-list. And then you have like Taylor Armstrong and Madison who are like has-beens on Bravo shows, but right. still big enough to like... Although Still have like a following. Dog the Bounty Hunter has like a huge following. No, I, he definitely does. Yeah, but I'm saying he has like his own show. I'm saying like in like if you're looking at like the world of reality stars, like you're not listening to Dog the Bounty Hunter's name every single day. You hear it every once in a while. And recently, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm not, but I'm wondering like in general, he could be bigger than Stassi. I think he used to be bigger than okay. he is. Um, I mean, I remember watching Dog the Bounty Hunter every week with my really? with my mom. Oh, it was one of my favorite shows. It was so good. Like they would like. I learned that like the drugs were called ice. Like they would like, oh, this person has ice, like in Hawaii. And like, dude, I was so I was way too into Dog the Bounty Hunter when I was younger. <laughs> I like, can't even imagine you into Dog the Bounty Hunter. Honestly, like I think in another life I was like a detective bounty hunter, like <laughs> you know, like ooh, I'm the PI. That's how you were. That as a bounty hunter, you just go around and ooh. Like, ooh. ooh. <laughs> Living my Veronica Mars fantasy, like at, in a dog, the bounty hunter's job. Uh, but we're, I mean, I'm happy that all these celebrities snuffed this out because that would be kind of shitty to lose $250,000. Um, for them, that's a lot of money. For me, that's way too much money. <laughs> Good try for the scammer, though. Good try for the scammer. Hats tipped it. off for you. You almost got him. <laughs> uh, let's get to our number three story because this one's kind of a little bit more interesting i mean it's it's not crazy but it's no. an update on luann luann update countess <laughs> countess update i feel like this week in bravo's top five should also be renamed the luann update podcast yeah because every 
Every week there's a Luann story. Every, and honestly, it's because she ta- Page Six is her best friend. She's always talking to Page Six. She can't stay out of the um, news. She loves it. And this time she told Page Six that she was feeling Jewel Vani. Hey! hey! Um, she was kind of going over what she does to make sure that she doesn't drink on her sobriety. So... You know, I I drink Heineken Zero. <clears throat> plug, plug, sponsor me. And she's like, oh, and I vape. Like, I'll puff on a vape and get through the moment. Which I think is, like, both very good alternatives. But I'm also kind of the person that's, like, addiction. Like, just substituting one addiction for another. Yeah. Because it's, like... She even says that drinking a Heineken uh, Zero is a simulation for her because she likes to drink beer. Exactly. And it makes her feel like she is drinking beer. So she's not like removing the idea of drinking alcohol from her life. She's just removing inebriation, which, you know, is a step. It is a step. Because Um, her inebriated wasn't so good a couple years back. Yeah. And I do feel like this also kind of holds to like what she thinks her social like status is and who she is in society because it's like she's having like mocktails and... Heineken beer. It's not like, oh, she can just grab a water bottle and go around the party and like have a water or like, oh, this is just a soda. Like she has to have the mocktail. She has to have the Heineken beer, which I'm like, girl, I appreciate you working toward your thing. But at the same time, I, it's hard. And I know the recovery is, it's hard and it's not a straight line. It's not an uphill, like, you know, graph or whatever. You're going to have your ups. You're going to have your downs. Um, not with, alcohol or drugs in mine, but like I'm in my own recovery as well. And like, right. um, with food and it's just like, you know, I have my good days and my bad days, but it's not like, Oh, like I'm substituting this for that to make sure right. that I still get that fix. Um, but I also want to talk to what she said, like the idea of drinking is to her. And I think this is also something that kind of puts into perspective why she's reaching for like the beer and the non-alcoholic type and for the mocktails. And she's kind of like, my feelings of sobriety are like a wave. So like it's when you're standing on the beach and I love, I have to say, I love this analogy and I thought this was a brilliant way to put it. And she's like, you're standing on the beach and you see the wave coming and you're like, Oh, the, the wave's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And you can either stand there and get wet by the wave or you can like kind of like back up and turn around and like miss it. And so she's like, when that wave's come, she's like, I have to take that deep breath, realize that the wave is coming. And she's like, and that's when I reach for the, the mocktail instead. She's like, the moment can come and go. Like you're, you could get wet for a second and feel that need of wanting to drink the alcohol when that wave touches your feet. If you don't have a chance to like see it right away and get away from it, you're still going to feel that water. You're still going to feel that wave. But instead of reaching for the alcohol, you're going to reach for the mocktail. So I do think that shows that she's really, you know, not just trying to substitute, but she also is really just trying to move and make her life style choice is a little bit different that every time she feels that wave she does need to grab alcohol she can grab something else whether that's her jewel or her heineken zero exactly i mean it's hard to remove that part of the life experience when it's been a part of your life experience for so long um because as you alluded to smoking and drinking is very much a social thing and for people who smoke cigarettes in luann's case or drink you know once upon a time in Luann's case it's often like a part of your routine it's that punctuation mark right yes so for Luann it's like okay you know I wake up I have breakfast smoke a cigarette right I go to brunch I have a mimosa a mimosa 
I go out to dinner with my friends, the punctuation mark is a glass of red wine, right? Whatever it is. So it's removing that punctuation mark completely that's very difficult. It's hard to go cold turkey. Because how do you end that sentence like of those routines, of those like daily life experiences? Because you don't remove those daily life experiences of like getting up and having breakfast or going to brunch. And what was once an essential part of it is now gone. So she's trying to find ways to like substitute it in a healthier fashion. Um, So I get it. It's impossible. It's so freaking difficult. Um, And and like even for me, uh, when I go to parties, like I like to have just something in my hand. Exactly. That's my hardest thing. Having something in your hand. And like, you know, I don't have an issue like Luann, but I can get it from her perspective. And having a bottle of water can make you feel like an outcast, I'm sure. So having a mocktail, though makes her feel a part of, part of more the group. part of the social yeah. event. And you have something in your hand and something to sip on. It's so experiential that it's not always even about the inebriation. Yeah. It's just about the social it's aspect. It's the vibe. Yeah. You know, but the problem is that for her, it leads down a very dark path. Hmm. So how can she like kind of maintain this like semblance of, you know, feeling like included and, and feeling like she belongs without going against what she needs to do her probation. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I mean, I get it. I, mocktail's not a bad idea. Hey, I mean, it's good. Um, I do think the Heineken zero was a plug for a sponsorship. <laughs> hey, I'll take a Heineken zero sponsorship. Hey, I'm, my thing is, is like, I don't want, I don't prefer the taste of beer. So I'm not going to be just drinking beer to like, you're quench like, I my get thirst. No, like if I'm drinking a beer, I want to feel a buzz. Like that's just me personally. But you know, that's also an issue. <laughs> yeah, I was actually out to lunch with coworkers, and one of them was saying how she hates beer. Hates it, doesn't understand it, would never do it. It's like, why don't you just have like soda or whatever? Um, because we were all talking about how like a beer is really nice during a hot summer day. Yeah. Which is what Luann was actually saying. Yeah. You know, because it quenches your thirst. And I totally agree with that. I love that. And then, you know, my coworker was like, well... That's why I drink really cold glass of Coke on a hot summer day. Yeah, but you don't get the buzz. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the point, too. Yeah. You know, like, co- Coca-Cola doesn't give me a buzz. See, and that's the, that, that's the thing. And <laughs> Corona lo- does. Yeah. My thing is also, I'm more of, like, an IPA bitch. I'm, like, a craft uh-huh. beer whore. So, I, I I love the taste of, like, a good, like, a, like a dark, deep IPA, like, yeah. on, like, a hot day where I'm, like... Feels good. And then, you know what? The added bonus is like, oh, I feel a little bit good now. Like, yeah. the, the heat ain't so hot anymore, honey. Like, it's all up in me. So I love Pilsners, personally. Yeah. And to me, it's like that perfect balance. And so, and those are great on a hot summer Pilsners day. Pilsners are good, yeah. It's so refreshing. Yeah. It was just funny to hear that argument. Yeah, but you could get refreshed with like a cold glass of water and or like a soda. And we're not judging. No, we're, no, it I'm not judging. Just like, there's yeah. a reason why we do it. Exactly. And there's a reason why Luann did it too. So Luann, <laughs> we are rooting for you. We hope you nothing but the best. I want to join you for a mocktail one day, Luann. And I will not be joining you for Heineken Zero because I, I just it's not my thing. All right, listeners, so that's going to end our first three stories of the This Week in Bravo Top 5. We have two more stories plus our hot and bravo moment of the week. If you guys don't want to miss that, please, please make sure you guys go check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash hot and bravo. And we will see you guys next time. <laughs>